This is Eat This, Drink That, a program about food, drink, and quality of life. If it's Thursday and it's 6 o'clock, you're listening to the right program. This is Hugh Cruzel, and I am at the Royal Ottawa Golf Course today. I don't know whether you could say I scored, or I was very fortunate, or... Or, well, I just had good friends who reminded me that uh, there was the opportunity to do other things while I'm here in Ottawa. And lo and behold, I find myself at the uh, Italian Trade Commission tasting in, uh, oh, actually on the Gatineau side of the the Ottawa River. Well, I I don't know how many people, let me see how many people there are here. Somewhere close to, there's two by twos up both sides. Must be more than... uh, more than 40 people here. The wines, at least 10, uh, are in front of us, and we're just going to we're going to follow along with the tasting and see what happens, and interview a few people from the uh, from the crowd and also from the the leadership of this event. The, uh, you're from Ottawa, you? Gaia, tell us who you are and where you're coming from. Oh, I am a marketing professional. I come from Italy. And All the way from Italy, where? Uh, Parma. In Parma? Yeah, my hometown is Parma. Yes, and? And, and you're here I'm in Ottawa to do what? Yeah, I'm with the Vinitaly International team, my yes. colleagues, to, to bring here the Italian wine culture and together with Michaela Morris, our Italian wine expert yes. of the Vinitaly International Academy, we are heading these executive wine seminars. Across Canada. Across Canada. So yeah. Montreal last week, Ottawa this week. No, yeah, we are adding now to Halifax and St. John's as well. But okay. um, if you want to, to know about more, Vancouver, about Edmonton oh, and Calgary. We have limited time, but we are in Hong Kong as well. We Hong are Kong. Like, yeah, and Russia just now because uh, we are a lot of Vinita international team, so mm-hmm. we are trying to cover all this. And when do you go home? Next week. Next week. Uh, we go in Venice. And you have to spend quite a lot of time. Italy is vast in its its wine knowledge and wine availability and grape varieties, um, perhaps more than anywhere else in the world. Uh, we have hundreds of Wasn't grape Italy wine. called Notria? Notria, 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 Notria from yes. the Greeks, yeah. We, yes. have a, we have a very ancient culture from yes. of Italian wine. But if you want to know more, maybe let me present you Stevie Kim, yes. that is our manager director, and she's behind all these. I just love that your name's Gaia. Oh, great. You know, Mother Earth, right? <laughs> and my surname is Rossi, that means reds. So Gaia reds is something, about it, some... Uh, you had to be in the wine industry. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That, that, that's that's, that's it. my destiny. I look forward to Grazie. meeting your colleagues. See you soon in Italy. Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. And the audience might like to go to Italy as well, so... Uh, have, you, have you ever been in Italy? Of course, I've Oh, great. I, you know, not just in spirit, actually in physical... Oh, yes. have you tried all the region and the grapes, or do you miss something? Mostly in the, the area of Rome. Lazio. Yes. Yes. Lazio. Uh, yeah, food, drink, uh, culture. The food is, is amazing. But you have a, a lot of amazing wines there because you can taste also volcanic wine, just yes. starting from Lazio as well. Yes. What I want to do is uh, further south. Okay. I, uh, I want to go to to deep within the southern regions to, to taste some of those intense reds. Ah, you should go though. You should go then to Pantelleria. Oh. It's amazing there. It's a volcanic island and yes. you will find a lot of great dry boat and sweet Around wines. Mount Etna as well. It's just an eastern island between Sicily and Africa. Yes. And it's very interesting. Sicily as well is I think the most beautiful Beautiful town. beaches. Yeah. Yes. Not only beaches but a lot of different soil types. And that, inf- that affects the taste of the wine. Absolutely. Terroir. 
What do you call it in Italian? Not terroir, you call it... Terroir, yeah, yeah. we have our terroir. Yes. And, uh, but there must be an Italian word for it. I mean, we it. have a lot of different types of soil yes. uh, affecting wines in a beautiful way, I think. In every day, you uh, want to drink something amazing. Minerality, especially minerality and acidity comes from the soils. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, the sunshine, the soil, the, the, sun, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the way the, the land the slopes. slopes. Absolutely. Yes, the rainfall, the, the love, yeah. yes, and the dryness and yeah, the sun, yeah, absolutely. The and sun. the choice of varieties for those regions. I mean, not every grape grows well somewhere. You have to tailor your choices. Absolutely. And there's also, um, aren't there some rules too? that tell you you can or can't grow certain things in certain... Oh, certain types of soils determine which kind of, or, or kind the, of grapes. The IGT, doesn't it say, oh, no, you can't grow that here? Oh, absolutely. Yes. We have IGT and uh, DOTG rules to follow, and you cannot cultivate everything. No. I mean, you cannot cultivate, but you cannot make wine no. <laughs> with these grapes if they are out of this discipline. Well, let's go and we'll taste some of these. We'll talk to a few ah, people. You will have Thank ten. You. you will have the Pleasure to have ten native Italian grapes, yes. and that's amazing. Six reds and four whites. Yes. How wonderful! Please enjoy. Thank we you. Grazie. Thank you. Helena. Interviewed already, have yes, you? I started the process. Helena, why are you here today? What's your interest in wine? Drinking. <laughs> that's not entirely <laughs> true. true. No, you were the owners of the Ottawa Wine and Food Show for not just owners, directors. Yes. The lifeblood of it. For 23 years. 23, 23 years. And well, I'm here actually because I know a lot about grapes from France, but I don't know them from Italy. No. So, you know, just to brush up on things. And are there any hints of what we're tasting today? Yes. Oh, they actually have. Oh, they've given us a list. Yeah. So, obviously, Mount Etna, perhaps, I would say from that. A Chianti. Uh, see, look at you know, we all from the Dolomiti. Uh, Aglianico. Uh, what about this one? What is this? Sul Volcano. Uh, from, that's also from Mount Etna area, I would assume. So, uh, off the volcano. And we have... Uh, so they also from, from all over Italy, like from Sardinia? We, I believe so. I quite believe so. I think we're going to... And Sicily, I think we're going to have... I, I don't see... Do you see? Any super Tuscans or anything like that? Well, there's a Barolo. Yeah. Um, I've had this one, Aglianico di Voltura. Yes. Oh, once the bottles come around with the labels, I I've yeah. visualized. Th- I see things better than just knowing the names. Yeah. I have to see the label, feel yeah. the bottle. Yeah. And I presume they are all uh, private imports, is it? I don't know. I I that one I think I believe is on the vintages list. Maybe there are many Aglianicos di Voltura. Maybe they brought them because otherwise we could not pour wines from, from anywhere. Yes, and here we are on the Quebec side yeah. of the water. Or maybe, maybe it's under auspices of the embassy. The embassy, indeed. Now, 23 years, Ottawa Wine and Food Show. Did you think at the beginning it was going to be 23 years? Did you think it was going to be successful? I did not know, but it became very successful, surprisingly. And you educated. You educated perhaps hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, well, actually, once I was at a restaurant in town, uh, it's um, Claire de Lune, and this man comes to me and says, thank you for educating my son to drink wine. Mm. That's quite... <laughs> well, that's... Uh, and daughters and cousins. Yeah, and cousins, And yes. just all of Ottawa was yes. elevated by your, your show. Yes. You still have a travel uh, show. Travel and vacation show. 24 years. 
be 25 years next year. Next year. And the idea is to uh, show people as you travel. Don't only see beautiful views, but you also eat taste. The food, so drink the wine. I have cooking demonstrations, uh, and uh, I had chef coming from uh, uh, Caribbean also, because it's wonderful smells and tastes. That's part Absolutely. of it. Absolutely, you have experience. brought culture to Ottawa. Yes. yes. Well, you're an elegant lady. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Elena. Robert, you're a part of this team. Yes, I am. Yes. And were you, your fingers were in the wine and food show too. Of course, for and many years. You, you, you worked together so closely. I mean, well, we, people would associate we, we you. We tried to work together. Oh, yes. it doesn't always work out <laughs> quite the way you <laughs> He was um, working for the city of Ottawa. That's right, and before that CMHC and, before that. and others. But you had some event planning skills in this area? Uh, I didn't have them at the beginning, but Did we started devote? We started way back in 1985. You right. know, and and how many people attended that first show? I don't remember exactly, but uh, probably 15,000. <laughs> that, that's quite a, a monumental yeah. number if you think about it. It is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was so quite. if we multiply it by 23 years, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot of people. That's right. Do yeah. you have a favorite wine? If today somebody said, Robert, that's that's it. You, okay. you're, there's no more wine for you, but you get one more. Well, uh, of Italian wines, I really like a good Barolo. You do? Well, you're going to get a Barolo today. I know, I see that. Yeah, yes. yeah that's great. It's tough, don't you think, for people to walk into a store? Do you think your shows elevated people's experience walking into an LCBO? Well, of course it did. Yeah. Oh, they just didn't walk in blind anymore. Well, you know all, all about I, that. I know, but my audience doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's true, it did give people an, uh, a sense as you walked through the show, hopefully used maybe notes. You, you provided booklets for people to we write. We did. We had a, a little booklet that came out. You could keep notes on it. It told you who the wineries were and what wines they were serving. And we had one year, we had 1,400 different wines at the show. 1,400. And also, you know, the wine competition was quite special because... Yeah, there were awards, gold, silver, yes. yes. Because everybody who got gold medal, people were there mm. wanting to taste the wine. Mm. Yeah. And there were also food components to this as well. Not just yes. t on the floor, but there were like cheese courses and... There were. Bugiali came out from... Yeah, Bugiali from Italy came. And I was just talking to Fosta, and she said, yeah, I remember 1991, Bugiali was there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And some of the greats in the Ottawa uh, pantheon of restaurants, uh, Café Henri Berger or Henri Berger. All of, the, all of the big hotels were there, and many of the restaurants were there as well. A pleasure to talk to you today. It's so wonderful to be here tasting wines with you. Coming all the way from Sudbury yeah. for tasting, isn't it special? And out to the World Wide Web. There we go. The Italian Trade Commissioner is here introducing the event. He lives in Toronto, and uh, it's because of him that we're here today to taste 10 of Italy's most exciting native grapes. Italian Trade Commissioner says it's so important to have knowledge. Without knowledge, you can't taste well. You can't make the right choices. Uh, so they're very, very diverse. We're only going to be trying 10 wines today. Um, and it's called, I think we, we named it something like 10 of Italy's most exciting grapes. And actually, we could come back and come back five times over and we could do this again, right? Because there are well over 500 different grape varieties that have been identified in Italy. 
The problem is that really um, the quality of winemaking, it's only more recently as, again that um, the quality has risen uh, in terms of winemaking um, and there's really excellent, very high quality winemaking in Italy now that um, is showing these grape varieties to their best. Um, so you have lots of, uh, lots of great winemakers, however, the research over the years in terms of these different grape varieties is also very recent, which means there was a lot of confusion over Italian grapes. What was actually one grape? What was the next? Were these two related? Are they not? Is this grape the same grape as this one? And on and on. So there was a lot of confusion around Italy's native grapes. And people wrote things about them. And a lot of what was written in the past is actually untrue. However, people will actually perpetuate a lot of those myths. So it really behooves you to come to as many Italian wine tastings as you can. Okay, um, so we're going to start with these 10 grapes. Um, and we are going to start in the region of, uh, of the Veneto. And so the Veneto is in the northeastern part of Italy. Um, you can see it right there, right? Uh, just so you know where you are. And specifically, we're going to be looking at a grape variety called Garganiga. Okay, sounds like a bit of a sneeze or one of Cinderella's stepsisters, Garganiga. Uh, and Garganiga is a really old grape in, um, in Italy, so it's quite diffused through, uh, throughout Italy. I'll talk a little bit more about it in a moment. But specifically, we're going to be going to the region of Suave, which is in the Veneto, um, where we get the finest expressions of, uh, of Garganiga. So Suave um, sits um, in this area, really close to the, the town of Verona, if you've been there before, right next to Valpolicella, and then if you keep going, you end up in, uh, in Lake Garda. So just to give you an idea of where Suave is. Garganiga is a very old grape, I said, but Suave as a wine, as a denomination, not as a denomination, but as what the wine was called, um, has actually um, been around for a long time as well. It's one of the oldest referred to wines in Italy. Um, and the, it had a lot of popularity. It was really known, uh, the, the wines of Suave were really, really well known. Um, and what happened is that because the wines from this area became so well known and so appreciated, the region expanded. So the original area, what we, what we now refer to as the classical area, which was defined back in the 1920s, if you can believe it, um, it expanded from 1,100 hectares on decomposed uh, volcanic soil, so great hillside slopes, um, out to more of the fertile alluvial plains. So not necessarily the best places, perhaps, to be, uh, to be growing uh, grapes. Uh, and you know, as luck would have it as well, Garganiga is a very high-yielding grape variety, so it does not do well when you, when you plant it on very fertile ground because it just wants to produce more and more and more and not make very interesting wines. So uh, Suave, I think, uh, Suave, I think, had a, um, a, a tendency to um, not make the, the best quality wines that it could have, and its reputation fell because of, because of that. Nowadays, however, I think we are seeing a resurgence, and it might be a great variety, or it might be a wine that you're familiar with. You may have heard of Suave before. A lot of people have, um, but it's something that if you haven't tried for a while, um, I wanted you to revisit it. That's why I wanted to start with, uh, with Suave. There. Um, so, as I said, Carol Pan is one of those people looking at, 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 at lower, at, you know, keeping Garganica at lower yields. And when the Garganica is properly cropped, you can get this beautifully citrus, 
steely wine that sometimes has some flowers. I, I think even verging over to kind of this lavender type of scent. And I find very much in the region of Suave, Garganica takes on these sort of peppery notes uh, as well. Right? But it's all in delicacy. So there's not a lot of people who are using new oak with Garganica because it tends to overwhelm the wine. Um, this wine is made, of, um, in fact, I believe, all in, uh, in cement um, with a little bit of leaves and, and bottled uh, in the springtime. So it's beautiful and it's fresh and it's light and it's lovely. This is Pierre Pan's entry-level wine. They have a couple of other wines as well that are single vineyards that show a little bit more of the diversity of the area and that are actually made from 100% uh, Garganica. Right? But, you know, this is a wine that maybe this particular wine you wouldn't put away for, for uh, years in the cellar. I think it's delicious to drink now. But Garganica is actually one of Italy's white grapes that can handle a little bit of age as well. I think it's one of Italy's most noble grapes. And I think, unfortunately, because of the quality of winemaking for so many years with Garganica, it didn't necessarily demonstrate that in the, in the past. Any comments or questions? A lot more excitement around its grapes as well. Caricante comes from the word caricare. And caricare in Italian means to load up. So when you think about why would a grape variety be called loading up? Well, because it was a very productive grape variety. So the great thing about Italian grapes is that if you look at the origin of the, the grape name, it will tell you a lot about the wine, or it will tell you a lot about the grape. Now, when we talk about a very high yielding grape, we don't necessarily think quality, but that's because Catacante was grown uh, in quite a large area throughout Sicily. It, today, we really just find it in, on the slopes of Mount Etna, and on the slopes of Mount Etna, Mount Etna yields are very curved, so you get much, much, uh, you have a big really from Sancho almost the north all the way to the south. So you won't find it in Valdosta, perhaps, or Alto Adige, uh, because it's simply too far north, and Sangiovese needs warmth in order to, uh, to fully ripen, but you find it in Emilia-Romagna and, and further south, and in fact, between uh, Tuscany, Emilia-Romagna, and um, uh, Puglia, that accounts for about 80% of the Sangiovese that is, uh, that is grown in Italy. It's a really, really important grape. It makes a vast range of wines, from very simple, light, juicy reds, all the way to some of Italy's most renowned wines, like Brunello and Chianti Classico, which we're going to be having. Albino Nobile, De Montepulciano. So, the, uh, again, I want you to pick up your glass, and I want you to look at the color of the wine here. Is it dark purple? No. It's, it's pretty light. In fact, it looks fairly similar to, uh, to the last one, where it's more of a medium ruby, if you're talking WSET terms. Um, and this is really important, because Sangiovese, again, is one of those grapes that cannot yield dark-colored wines. Why is this? Well, every single grape variety has its own DNA makeup. And, and part of that DNA makeup is um, its color profile. So the color profile is determined by the anthocyanins in the, uh, in, in the wine. Um, and you've got five different anthocyanins. And each grape variety will have them in different uh, amounts. So the darkest of all those anthocyanins is Malvin. So Malvin is really dark, dark colored wine. Interesting 
that Sangiovese, its high sample cyanin is malvin. However, the thing about Sangiovese, and in this way, it's, it's very similar to Pinot Noir, and this is a little bit technical, but it's important for you guys to understand why timelines are the way they are, especially something like Sangiovese, is in Sangiovese, the ethocyanin molecule, the malvin, does not attach to the sugar molecules. So uh, they fall out quite quickly, so they don't keep their color. So they're unacylated, we, we say. If they were attached to the sugar molecules, essentially you would, you would have more stability of color and the, and the wine would be darker. But in fact, the malvin drops out in, in color and the second most high xanthocyanin in Sangiovese's profile is cyanin, which is the lightest of all of those anthocyanins. So that's why Sangiovese doesn't have a dark color. Now, the thing is, is that Sangiovese is also a very um, old grape variety in, in Italy. They're not even quite sure exactly where it came from. There's sort of different, uh, different theories, uh, but they're pretty sure it is native to, uh, to Italy. Um, but because it is so old, you have many, many, many clones of Sangiovese. There's over 100 registered clones of Sangiovese. And they did a lot of work, specifically in the area of Chianti Classico, to, um, to, to develop the better quality clones. When they were trying to make better quality wine, it was actually a, um, a project called Chianti 2000. Uh, and so at that time, because people were looking for darker colored wines, there were some clones that were, um, that, that, that were developed to give darker colored wines, but in general, they're not the, the clones that are giving the most flavorful and best Sangiovese, which is pretty interesting. So in general, growers today prefer either old, the very, very old clones, sort of like what we call a massel selection, or some of the clones that are very that are newer but truer to Sangiovese's real character, which is not just lighter in color but many other things, because it is such a, a noble wine. Uh, what we all have, I'm not supposed to be here just because I love the wine, so I, I ask to taste free. <laughs> no, no, um, for us it's very interesting because the industry of wine, my industry, no, it's not the right word, it's very important for us because we Italian are able to produce confusion, cows, but also hard culture, wine, technology, many other things. And wine is one of the, of the things, of the, the product that we are able to produce uh, at high level. All in all over the world, all over the world, compared with other, I mean, other even our French friends or others are able to use wine. But the way in which we do the stuff is completely different. It's more, more, uh, less sophisticated, probably, uh, more artisan, 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 probably is the right word. But at the end of the day, uh, the, 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 the result of the our effort is uh, well known all over the world and uh, appreciated all over the world. Thank the Italian ambassador. This kind of, uh, this country. Now, tell us who you are. 
Uh, Stevie Kim, Managing Director of Finitaly International. In living in Hong Kong? I no, I live in actually Italy. You do? Yes, but I'm... Look after Southeast Asia and Asia generally? N- no, worldwide. Actually. Worldwide? Yes. My goodness. Why should people know and love Italian wine? You know, I was looking at one of my colleagues. She gave me the price list of the, um, the Italian wines. And I think it's great value also, especially in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really wonderful. But we don't know the great varieties, do we? No, no. It's it's education's it's, essential. Well, it's so complicated, you know. It's like Italian well, it's people. No, it's, um, you know, like 12 grapes, um, French grapes, make up about 80% of Italian wine. But about, um, um, there are four... There are more than um, nearly 600 Italian um, indigenous native grapes, right? So it's very complicated. Mm. Do you, if you give me a card, I'll send sure, you a book. Absolutely. Um, I, actually, I reached out to you through LinkedIn. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, we'll connect that way. Heather. All right, that'll be good. How did you get involved in the Italian wine <laughs> world? Oh, it's made I, you I laugh. did it. I did. Um, I got involved because I wanted to salvage my marriage, basically. Oh. And was I he was Italian? Yes. Oh. So uh, I wanted to do something else. So uh, I'm just gonna send you my commencement speech. Oh. <laughs> it kind of gives you the the. Uh, why I chose to go into the wine world. Well, thank you very much for your time. I think Italian wine does have not just good value, but amazing flavor profiles. Yeah, to go and it's amazing so, food. so vast, right? Yes, so. yes. So regional. Yeah. So, so you know, micro- So Italian. So Italian. Just like the Italians. Complicated, but very, very interesting. Grazie. Grazie. So, um, so and if you've been enjoying this program about Italian wine, I would prompt you to do some research and dig a little deeper into what makes Italian wine so wonderful. And, and don't forget, it, it's not just red grapes and red wine, it's, it's white wine as well. Commissioner Picariello, is that correct? Yeah, yeah very good. good pronunciation. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, why should we know about Italian grapes and Italian... Uh, why should we know about Italian wine? What's the reason? As Canadians, what should we be doing? I mean, as Canadian, you already know quite quite a lot about Italian wine. So actually, Canada is a very important market for us. Is it? And Quebec specifically, Ontario is following. And uh, we believe that, just to give you some numbers, when we consider the single product, wine is what we export most in Canada. Really? And it is the third country outside of you for our export and the fifth in total so i think that canadian love wise in general yes. they love italian wine and i think there is so much more to discover and this is one of the reasons of what we are organizing now because despite the big volumes and the big consumption the number of regions and variety which are available to consumers is still a bit limited limited yes exactly so everybody knows now and we are so happy about the Amarone or some of the most but famous But Italian variety. grapes and Italian wines from north to south. Exactly. From east, well, east to west too across, you know, it's, it's vast. Exactly. So this is a challenge for us because there is so much to communicate. But I also think that's the fun part for the consumer because drinking wine is a pleasure, but it's also like a game. So mm. it's a discovery process. And well, Thank you very much for and today. I think that's, this that's is this is good for the industry to understand because without connecting to the sommeliers of the world, without connecting to Canadians who influence choice, 
we can't have that conversation, can no, we? Thank you for your comments. That's no. really appreciation for what we do. Well, thank you very much for all your efforts. Grazie. Thank you. Francesca, you are part of the Italian wine community. Yes, I, I am. You work at, in Toronto? No, no, no. I work for Stevie King. Oh, you do in, work for... Uh, yes, Verona. you do. I've I, been working for her for five years, which is, seems like a record, apparently. Oh, my goodness. And, no, uh, where are you from, actually? I'm actually Italian, no, but my mom's English. Uh, I can tell there's something yeah. else in the background. Better How, why should people know about Italian wine? Because it's such immense variety, and it's so diverse, and in many respects, for this reason, it's also very complicated to understand, and that's what our main purpose is, to help people understand it and understand all the nuances and the differences between different the 500 and more grape varietals that we have. And Does, do the British understand it better than the Canadians do? I'm not going to comment You're on that one. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really I know yet say. either. No, uh, but I think Canada is is exploding in its desire to know more about not just Italian wine, but wine in general. Exactly, and that's why we're here. Yeah. We did come to Canada, we went to Vancouver a couple of years ago, and then we went to Edmonton, and now we decided to explore this part, this part of Canada. Mm -hmm. You've just so been in Montreal last week. Yeah, the tra Italian Trade Commission just mm -hmm. went to Montreal. Oh, it's wonderful. Thank you for investing your time in making, in bringing up Canada's level of knowledge about Italian wine. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Grazie.